197, explaining point two from this chapter's outline. The affections of a person's life's love are known to the Lord alone. A person knows his thoughts and consequent intentions because he sees these in him. And because all prudence springs from them, he sees this also in him. If his life's love, then, is a love of self, he comes into a conceit in his own intelligence and attributes his prudence to himself. He also assembles arguments in support of it, and so turns away from an acknowledgement of divine providence. The case is similar if his life's love is a love of the world, though he does not turn away to the same degree. From this it is apparent that these two loves attribute everything to the person and his prudence. And if they are examined more deeply, nothing to God and his providence. Consequently, when people hear by chance that in fact human prudence is not real, but that divine providence alone directs all things, if they are complete atheists, they laugh at it. However, if they retain in memory something of their religion and are told that all wisdom comes from God, at first hearing, they indeed affirm it, even though in their spirit they deny it. Of such a character especially are priests who love themselves more than God, and the world more than heaven, or to say the same thing, who worship God for the sake of acclaim and material gain, and yet preach that charity and faith, all good and truth, and all wisdom, even prudence, come from God, and none of these from man. I once heard two priests in the spiritual world arguing with a certain government envoy about human prudence as to whether it is from God or from man. The argument was heated. At heart, the three believed alike, namely that human prudence accomplishes all things and divine providence nothing. But being then in a state of theological zeal, the priests kept saying that nothing of wisdom and prudence is from man, and when the government envoy would retort in reply that that would mean nothing of thought either, the priests would agree that that was so. Then, because some angels perceived that the three men shared a similar belief, they said to the government envoy, Put on the apparel of a priest, and suppose yourself to be a priest, and then speak. He did as he was bidden, and he loudly declared then that nothing of wisdom and prudence can ever exist in a person except it be from God which he also demonstrated using the customary eloquent manner of speaking, full of rational arguments. Then after that they said likewise to the two priests, Put off your attire, and put on the attire of ministers of state, and suppose that that is what you are. So they did accordingly, and they at once then thought from their inner selves, and spoke using arguments they had inwardly cherished previously, in support of human prudence, in opposition to divine providence. Afterward, the three became warm friends, because they shared a similar belief, and together they entered on the path of their own prudence, which leads to hell.